Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week, uh, we're going to play not just another game, we're going to play a few games. Johnny, would you like to play a game? Muguwa Kochi Piusimuda. That's still stuck in my head. <laughs> just in that creepy. Muguwa Kochi Piusimuda. What's that from? <laughs> yeah, if people aren't aware, we're doing Squid Game, and that is the a song a little robot girl sings, Red Light, Green Light. It's one of the games. Uh, yeah. uh, but we're not going to uh, get into it just yet, because uh, as always, well, not as always, but as we've done the last few weeks, there's some uh, bunker keeping. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, there's not. There's not really any bunker keeping. That's a lie. I just want to uh, remind people that... Uh, well, actually, no, there is. Okay, so Tapecast, we keep mentioning it. So yeah. I, I've gotten some feedback. The people who are into it are really into it. But yeah. it's not a huge amount. So we're not going to do any like Kickstarter or anything like that. Yeah. We'll sort. We, we'll just do something smaller. We'll, we'll record it. Bef- myself and yourself will record it sometime soon. We'll probably have to do a bit of writing on it. Yeah. And we'll do a small order and we'll figure it out after. It'll be some Patreon thing. We'll have to figure out like what tier it's for. Because obviously, you know, it's not like you sign up for a month at a two euro tier. You're going to get a tape that costs like 20 quid to make, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a one-off, whatever. Yeah, it'll be like... $30 after, thing or something. Yeah, or it'll be for people that have been there a certain period of time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out after. Um but I just decided, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. And like, if, if we get in the future, we can do it again. We can do it, uh, another another printing of them. You know, if it's, if it's in yeah. demand, <laughs> we can do another printing. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, of course, if you want to sign up to Patreon and support us, you can. You can sign up for as long as you want, leave, come back, do whatever you want. Uh, there's some... Good bonus content on there. More to come. I think by the time this episode goes up, there will be episode four of Off Off Topic will be up. Oh, very good. And uh, yeah, and of course, if you don't want to uh, sign up to Patreon, but you still want to support us, you can, of course, review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Rating and review. For some reason, that's the only thing that really matters for the Apple algorithm popularity number of downloads really doesn't matter it's all about well i'm sure they come into the equation but it seems like rating and reviews are the big one of course if you don't listen to us on apple uh whatever service you listen to us on if they have a review and rating section we would appreciate one on there too do you want to hear some uh reviews recent reviews can i, can I blow my nose first Hang on. no there's this we have we, we've had a long standing no no nose blowing rule, Shane. So you're just gonna have to hold it. I'll see what I can do. Okay, so uh Sawyer Dad or Sawyer's Dad, I guess that's a lost reference. <laughs> uh a very short review. The headline is just the Tomorrow War, and the review just says the Will Smith reference was for bad boys. And then like a, a smiley face with cool glasses. I've no idea what that means. <laughs> 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 we there's a reference where in the Tomorrow War where they go to the apocalyptic future of Miami. Oh yeah. And one of the characters says, Man, Will Smith's gonna be pissed off or something like that. Oh yeah. And we were like, Well, that's a weird reference in a fucking twenty twenty one movie. 
And we're yeah. like, oh, it's because Will Smith had the song Welcome to Miami. Yeah, yes, I remember that. And this uh, reviewer is saying that, no, it's because all the Bad Boys films were set in Miami. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if that, I think it, the, the song is probably more of a reference. I think it's probably both. It probably, I guess I just didn't realize that Will Smith has a bigger connection to Miami than we than initially a random talked. song. <laughs> yeah, he has a random, he has a song about it and then he has like one of his most popular series of films is set in it. So yeah. I guess the reference actually makes more sense that he's a Miami figure, I guess. Yeah. This is where we'll find out he owns like a, football or basketball team well, in he's Miami. Not from Miami. He, he is actually no. from Philadelphia, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. It would have been a better ref- reference if it was like Dwayne Johnson's going to be pissed off because <laughs> he's actually from there. But anyway, he, he gave five stars, so that's good too. But uh, I, I like those uh, concise, random reviews. Yeah, thanks, Sawyer's dad. Now, I'm not sure how to approach this next review. Because it's a, it's th- this person has actually reviewed us before, but they left a different review. Oh no! No, no, it's good. It's actually more of a positive. Yeah. So it's uh, from Paul in California. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. Vaguely. Well, it should because apparently uh, you had a beer with him. Okay. <laughs> so headline had beer with one of the hosts back in October 2016. And then he goes on to say, back in October 2016, when life was innocent and before Trump became president, I visited Dublin and met one of the hosts of the podcast. I think it was Shane. <laughs> it might have been Johnny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure. But he was really nice to me and I enjoyed a point with him. Uh, nice lad. Johnny and Shane are both great. And I'm glad that their podcast is still going strong. I <laughs> met Paul. I remember yeah. meeting Paul. He was a very nice lad. It's really funny. So that was a great review. And also, Paul, sorry, my mic, my mic just fell, hit my oh, glass no. of beer and didn't knock it. That was really impressive. It just spinned it around. That was <laughs> comedically lucky. I wish we were recording video for that. But yeah, Paul also uh, joined uh, Patreon. So he's supporting us on Patreon. He left us a oh, lovely review. And Thank so you, like, Paul. that's awesome support. But yeah, I met Paul. Paul's, yeah, really nice lad. And... Yeah, I just assumed he wasn't listening to us anymore. Are we doing the podcast that long? <laughs> 2016. Mm, yeah, well, we're doing it. We were doing it before Trump got elected. We done like yeah. an episode on the dead zone. Oh, yeah. Joking about how similar it was to like Trump running. And the whole stuff. thing was, what did Baron see? That yeah. And so uh, another review, uh, simple one, just says, fantastic. This is from uh, Jack Starr. This is an Irish reviewer as well. And it just says, fantastic podcast is the headline. And then more importantly, he says, custard creams will always be superior. So uh, the jury, I mean, we've settled this debate, but I'm still going to, you know, if somebody mentions it in a review, Shane, I have to read it out. Now, this is the last review I'll read out. And this is an old review. But when I was looking up recent ones, I just happened to see it and I missed it before. And I have to read it out because it's fucking fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so the headline is just brilliant. Oh, sorry. And this is from, oh no, I didn't copy, copy the user's name. Oh, sorry. No, I read the wrong username for the last. The last review was actually from Scary02. And this one is Jack Stars. Oh, okay. That was a terrible, but I just need to credit the person because it's a good review. So brilliant one of my favorite podcasts 
particularly loved the fallout episodes. After listening, I started building a fallout shelter out in the back garden. And needless to say, the wife wasn't too pleased. I told her to go in, give the lads a listen. And half an hour later, she was out the back digging with me. Custard creams are the superior biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, another way you can support us, and this might be the last time we actually get to to do this, but uh, if you want to support us and get something free in return, you can sign up to a trial, an Audible trial, at www.audibletrial.com forward slash disaster artists. Signing up, you get a 30 day free trial and a credit to uh, claim an audiobook. Uh, we've given out some recommendations recently, uh, but one I've just started to listen to, like an actual audiobook, because I haven't actually listened to an audiobook in a while, is Metro 2033, Ooh. the Russian post apocalyptic novel that I've heard so much about for years. And uh, I, I, I ended up like I was in chapters. The big independent bookstore in Ireland's closing down, like so, I like bought a rake of books in there. But I, I, I wanted to get like because it's a, I think there, there's three books in the series anyway. There might be more, but like they had them all bar the first one. So like I bought I bought Metro twenty thirty four and thirty six, but I had to go on Audible and get the the audiobook for the first one. But it's a it's a really I'm only like maybe an hour in, but it's such a such a good book. You can deduct from the name that it's set in the Metro tunnels in Russia. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this on years ago when we done like our fallout episode talking about how the Russian metro system was actually built to withstand it was built during the cold war so like yeah. it was built to double as a giant shelter, shelter essentially yeah. um so it's set in this world where there's been new nucle- now i'm only starting it so i'm not sure exactly where it's going but there's been like nuclear disaster like 20 years ago but the nuclear disaster has also led to like fucking demon creatures being unleashed and stuff. So ah, cool. okay. the it's upper like... ground is just completely off limits. So different different metro stations are their own like towns and stuff now and oh, trade with each. Cool. It's really cool. It was adapted into a video game. Uh, oh. Metro the first Metro twenty thirty three is a video game, and there's also Met- Metro Last Light is a video game. They're acclaimed video games; they're meant to be really good. But anyway, that would be what I'd recommend if you were to use that trial. It's fantastic so far, and I've heard so much about them. Like I, I could guarantee you the entire trilogy, or how, however many books it goes on for, is probably really good. And I'd actually recommend it to you because we should really do an episode on it. Yeah, maybe I'll add it to my uh, reading list if we're. But listening to it and doing an episode on it, then everybody who's hearing this ad yeah. should go and listen to it so as you can keep up, keep up with the conversation. And also oh, yeah. Jeff Bezos will see how many clicks we're getting and uh, give us some money. Yeah, hopefully he'll give us our own uh, Prime TV show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were just going to say Prime. <laughs> hopefully he'll just give us like free Prime for a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> you set the bar really low. <laughs> Hopefully he just like gives us free delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Give us Prime for a month. Free. Which would be more in line with the type of uh, generosity somebody like that oh, would yeah. uh, would show. That's a great way to do an audible ad. <laughs> just shitting on the guy that owns it straight away. <laughs> I actually think Jeff Bezos is pretty cool. And like I know a lot of people have been making fun of him and his rocket, but you know, that's really cool too. Yeah. I mean, the guy must be a genius to be able to build a rocket like that. Yeah. And a lot a rocket looks so cool. Yeah. And non phallic. <laughs> and he's obviously really manly and 
he has no reason to be intimidated by Leonardo DiCaprio. And I mean, he put Captain Kirk into space for real. So I'm pretty cool with that. Have you seen that video with him and Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Oh, it's amazing. It's at, they're at some like gala event and it's Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend. The woman he cheated on his wife with. Oh, yeah. and the woman that cost him like billions essentially yeah the yeah. affair the, the affair that created another billionaire just by the yeah. divorce <laughs> that's a really like what a story like uh, boys at this gala event with her and they're talking to leonardo dicaprio and she's just ignoring bezos and he's like standing there kind of by himself and she's like <laughs> swooning over leonardo dicaprio like she's ready to jump into leonardo dicaprio's arms it's so funny <laughs> and you're just like this man he's the richest man in the world but yeah. still he's not leonardo dicaprio <laughs> he's at as risk as everybody else of his girlfriend running away with leonardo dicaprio if they're in the <laughs> same room together that's amazing <laughs> Uh, although he probably isn't because that woman I th- like very very attractive obviously but she's probably like 40 so way too old for Leonardo DiCaprio oh yeah that's, she's no chance unfortunately um, no I was going to say have you seen did you watch any of the videos of um, of when William Shatner went up to space and it was no I saw like the pictures the photoshop pictures oh, where yeah. they photoshopped his head oh, they changed. Yeah. <laughs> but there was um like they brought up a couple of their experts and things of that stuff, but like same typical thing, like you were saying from the first flight of how like all the rich people were just like, oh, let's just play with some M and M's and stuff like that, and it's like back to life to norm as normal. Where like William Shanner is like fundamentally changed forever from his experience, <laughs> and he's just like almost speechless, like lost for words and stuff. And then Bezos just comes over and he's like, you want some champagne? <laughs> Let's have some champagne and stuff. And William Shatner is literally just standing there like, oh my God, like <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> like he's having this amazing like life moment and all the rich people around him are just like, as well as that, like as rich as rich as William Shatner would be from his career, he's still prob he's still not. I can afford to send myself into space, kind of money. No, not at all. Like he was given that opportunity because of Star Trek, but he's probably worth he he his net worth is probably well like if you're he probably could afford to go into space, but it wouldn't be like pocket change for him. No, no. And um, though I know Bezos is apparently he is a big Star Trek fan and stuff. He has some really expensive model that was like one of the original models used in the series, like in the, the, uh, what's their space program called again? It's not SpaceX, it's um, Blue Origin. Blue, Blue Origin. In their offices, they have it like when you walk into the lobby and they have this like, like it's whatever, like an eight foot model that was used if you, to film one of the movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you like, He's into that shit. So, this is a uh, too late to go back to a joke. But how long do horses live for? <laughs> That's really okay. Like thirty years? I don't know. Yeah, I'd say somewhere between twenty and thirty years. Yeah. Cause, like, I'm not sure. I think I might be wrong about this, but I know with the Revenant, Leonardo DiCaprio went like very mad. Oh yeah. And I believe that he actually slept inside that animal. And obviously, with a film like that, they're not going to fucking just kill a young horse for a scene yeah so they'd have got an old one that died of natural causes meaning it died of old age like yeah uh so i was just going to say that's probably the oldest thing leonardo dicaprio has ever been inside of (laughs) (laughs) 
spoilers, I haven't watched Revenant yet, but anyway. Um, oh, have you not? <laughs> no, I must give it. It's been on my list for ages. Oh, uh, wow, Tony killed you. I know. Uh, Tony's been uh, annoying me <laughs> to do well, that. That's, well, that's... I've, I know we're eventually going to do an episode on it, so I we, we'll have to. It's another one. I, I think the only reason I've actually held off on doing it is because I want to read the book oh, yeah. as well, and I just haven't gotten around to it. But maybe it's on Audible. We'll probably not have Audible sponsorship for much longer. Well, with that, do you want to get into the yeah. into the episode at hand? Speaking of playing games with their lives, um, like kissing <laughs> off a billionaire, you you just fucking know. Jeff Bezos has his own Squid Game going on. Oh, definitely. I mean, working in an Amazon warehouse is probably feels like you're in the Squid Game. <laughs> Do you think he's like has cameras all over the warehouses and he just sits in his office all day, wait, like making bets with his friends as to who's going to piss themselves first? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to die of sun or heat stroke or whatever? Oh, yeah. just just waiting for like someone's pants to just turn like, <laughs> with the cut with the with the liquid running down their pants and stuff and uh just watching people as they dance and then like wait for it wait for it and pissed himself like <laughs> so as usual for all our episodes and stuff this isn't a review of the tv show squid game but full and complete spoilers from the beginning and all that kind of stuff so um well, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say, like, try and not spoil anything beyond the first three or four episodes for the beginning. And then when we get to, like, the halfway mark, or if we decide that we need, this needs to be a two-parter, then we go into spoilers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, Fair we kind of take it in order. Yeah. Um, I think warn people before, there's two, like, big reveals that I think a lot of people will see coming anyway. But I think, yeah, and you That's know where I was going to go with it. <laughs> but I think we just... Uh, wait a little bit to get to them just mainly because i still want to get the downloads i want people to listen to for at least half an hour before they stop and forget to come back but i don't think we need to go into the plot i think everybody knows the story with this film this is an episode that most people aren't going to listen to unless they've seen it but the thing is most of the world has seen it so we don't we don't really need to go into the plot i i had a really interesting theory about this that i don't think for as popular as it's been, I do think most people only watched the first three episodes because every meme I'd seen, every still, every recreation was something from the first three episodes and I hadn't seen anything from past that <laughs> in any kind of media when it all blew up and everything. So I suspect a lot of people probably did drop off after three or four episodes. Well, I think that's probably a given with anything. Like, yeah. But if it's something like, I mean... If it's nearly a billion people have seen it, and yeah. if even ninety percent dropped off after three episodes, it's still the most watched thing on Netflix ever. Like, yeah, that's true. It's still like a hundred million people. Servers went down because yeah. of it. <laughs> but in general, what did you think? Like, just a yay or nay? I just thought it was a bit meh, to be honest. Yeah, like. I think the hype kind of hurt it for me, but also, well, no, it, I don't know if it did hurt it. I think just a lot of people, the hype that up have just never seen a Korean television show or movie before. Yeah. And half, like just haven't, or not just Korean, but they haven't seen like Battle Royale or a bunch of Japanese films and like anime and manga that it's inspired, that inspired it. And a yeah, lot of yeah. American stuff like Hunger Games and so, because it is just like a collage of different genres put together like 
yeah, we've kind of seen everything in it before. Yeah, there was nothing. That, I think that's why I thought it was a bit mad. There was nothing completely um, new or compelling about it for me. Yeah, and but a lot of people don't see it that way. They think, oh, it's so original. It's like uh, it's like Parasite meets uh, Fortnite, and you're like. Parasite is the only Korean movie you've ever seen and Fortnite is the only video game you play. That's why that's why you make that conclusion. But it's like there's been it's loads like, of stuff. Is it exactly like Parasite right? because there's Korean people in it? <laughs> well, I think they say it mainly because it's Parasite's a Korean film, but it's about the wealth barrier. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Have you seen Parasite? No, haven't I not about it? Oh, we should do that. There's a bunker yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Like the big thing, as we were saying, yeah, you and me found some stuff predictable where we figured out certain things fairly quickly. And, but for me, as I got towards, I know I'm not going to spoil anything, but as we got towards the end, I realized that a lot of the episodes were very slow uh, because it was all about, it's all more about the characters. Like the setup is that it's about these life or death games. But yeah, the whole series, it's all meant to be character studies. But I just thought all the characters weren't very interesting <laughs> and they're all real stereotypical like anime characters. So yeah. why did we have to spend so much time on them? You know what I mean? That was kind of, that's where it annoyed me that it was the, the main guy. What's his, it's like, it's very hard to remember names in another yeah. language, even though I can, even though I know the words for red light, green light, the red light, green light song, <laughs> but the main character, um, he's so cartoonish at the beginning. Yeah. Like the expressions and everything, so over the top. He he's not. It's not as bad as it goes on, but that is a that is a thing in a lot of Korean films. Yeah, where they just really overact, and I get like that might be accurate. That might be cultural. Like maybe they're very. I've never lived yeah, in Korea. Expressive. Maybe they're very <laughs> expressive. I I thought he was a very good physical actor. Actually, is what I took away from. <laughs> yeah, like once it gets like from the second episode on, I thought he was really good. But in that first episode, like when he gets re when he's shouting at his mother and when he gets like when she leaves and he starts rubbing his hands to like take to take her credit card or whatever, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. way really over the top. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but I think that's just a cultural thing. There's just a bit of a barrier to. I'm sure. I'm sure more Koreans when they see fucking Christopher Lee in the Wicker Man doing like his thespian sort of acting, they think yeah. that that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, I was going to say that. I was just going to compare it to. It's like when you see a stage actor on film for the first time, and they're just so over the top, and they don't. They're used to like being over the top because they're a tiny little dot on a stage where now they're yeah, like yeah. three quarters of a of a cinema screen <laughs> and they can't do small facial expressions yeah but because we've seen that so much to to us that's just well that's acting so we see that as good like that's good acting yeah, yeah. like people talk about how like great of an actor like like john wayne was and stuff like when you actually watch john john wayne was dog shit like like he did not act like no real person has ever acted like john wayne acts in films no no most of like the real classic hollywood actors at the time compared to like acting and performance in it they were terrible or they were just slightly better than everyone else you know? james dean and marilyn brando are the only two that acted like real people yeah, yeah exactly and even then like it's not quite what you'd see today from an actor no it's um but like Jimmy's and I fucking I was gonna and say I know Jimmy you, Stewart I was just gonna say. like Jimmy Stewart I love Jimmy Stewart he's brilliant like 
on camera, off camera, seems like he was a great person. But like, he, that is not how any real person has ever acted. Yeah. <laughs> With all of this, well, well, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> he's so over the. He's great though. I love Teresa. Harvey's one of the best movies ever made. But um, yeah, <laughs> Harvey's great. Ah, so yeah, he's excellent. Rear window. It's a wonderful uh, life. Man, Vertigo. Is he as much Vertigo? He's in. Yeah. Is he Vertigo? Yeah, it is. He's in Vertigo as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in a few Hitchcock stuff. Yeah. But Rear Window, I think, Rear Window is just one of my favorite. Yeah. Like Rope as well. I was just about to say that. Is it Rope he's in as well? Rope is the one nobody knows about, but Shane and I fucking love it. Hitchcock yeah. movie from, it's not a very early one, but it's like, it's pre, I think it's pre-Vertigo, is it? Yeah, because yeah. it's real low budget. It's shot like a play. Oh, it's all one yeah. shot. And they just, it's very smart. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's one of the first movies to do the one shot gimmick obviously they don't do it for real there's loads of invisible edits but it's done fantastically because it's like a can of film is what three minutes or something so (laughs) but also even with that like back then like moving a camera was like fucking i don't know moving a a volkswagen you know (laughs) like like you you see like a tracking shot back then like it took seven men (laughs) Yeah, to move the camera. A big dolly around the place. Seven yeah. big, like, Polish lads. <laughs> I don't know, back then they were Irish. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. God, what a great movie. I might watch that tonight when we finish this. Yeah, now I'm thinking I want to watch that again as well. But yeah, I think once you get over, like, some of that stuff with Squid Games, that's why I think it kind of, well, even to, towards the tail end of the first episode, I kind of got more into it. And I got into it for yeah. a few episodes, but yeah, like I think by episode five, I was like, if we hadn't decided we were going to do this for an episode, yeah. I probably wouldn't have finished it. Yeah, because I was like, I I know where this is going. There's no, I don't gain anything from watching it. And I know, like yeah. we, we talked, I said this last week or last episode when yeah. we were doing Cabin in the Woods that I do hate when like somebody's only criticism with film is like, oh, it was too predictable, and that's all they have to say. Because I always feel like you probably didn't even find it predictable you just want to yeah. sound like a smarty pants because <laughs> like films don't need to be i don't want to be like i'm a grown man i don't need to be fucking surprised at every corner of a film and i don't think that's great storytelling anyway but yeah. my problem with squid game is that they were deliberately hiding loads of stuff and making it like there was this big there was going to build enough to this big reveal and i was just like but i know what the reveal is so like yeah because it can't be anything else basically yeah <laughs> And that stuff kind of when when films think and TV shows think they're they're being really clever and that they're going to blow your mind and you're just like yeah yeah I caught that in the second episode yeah like you you text me there last week and you were like oh you're watching Squid Game and I was literally having my lunch and I was watching episode three and we just started going I was like oh yeah and this is going to happen and that's going to happen and you're like yeah I think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said something to shane that i think such and such and i i left i didn't say too much because i was like i still didn't want to in a way i didn't want to spoil it in case you hadn't copped it but then you text back with the the rest of the information essentially but everything we said to each other is exactly what happened it's exactly yeah yeah that's why i was at the start saying we can go into spoilers just because i was going to read some of our texts back and forth to each other <laughs> But we can do it in the next, later on, or yeah, in yeah. part two, or whatever it ends up being. So, did you watch uh, subs or dubs? Sorry? Did you watch it subtitled or the dub? 
this is going to sound really funny, but when um, I put it on, it defaulted to both. Right. And I kind of watched, I think, about the first three episodes of that. And then I realized, why am I still reading the subtitles when it's dubbed? <laughs> and so you watch them dubbed. off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you? No, no, I can't stand dubs. Unless it's like oh, yeah. animated. I'll, I'll go dubs then. And usually because animated stuff, it's often made to work for both. Yeah, I find yeah. dubs way too distracting. Oh, I didn't find it too bad for this because the voice actors are actually very good. Oh, right. I, I've heard that there are like, people like saying that it was bad for this. But again, it's probably people that don't really watch. This yeah. might be the first dubbed thing they ever watched anyway. So <laughs> are they comparing it to? Yeah. Uh, but though the thing with uh, I find with Korean films over like Japanese and Chinese, and I guess I, I can't speak Korean. It must be like it. They're all obviously very similar languages in a way, but it seems like Korean's much faster. I find it much harder to keep up with. Like I'll often have to re- rewind back a few seconds watching something like Squid Game, or same when I watched uh, Train to Busan. Yeah, the souls were so quick. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I've never that, had yeah. that. I've never really had that with a Japanese film. I find it much easier to keep the subs seem to like the rhythm matches what they're saying like and it's very easy to you don't even need to really you're kind of like you're able to take in the subtitles and the actual live action visual at once but i find it very difficult with green films yeah right, okay then maybe you should have watched the sub yeah. <laughs> no because I, dubs are shit <laughs> like that's, oh, dubs are, sorry. <laughs> i'd rather miss a sentence and have to rewind than watch dubs. Yeah, yeah, i just really yeah. don't like dubs fair enough it absolutely doesn't matter with like anime yeah, stuff yeah. though. And that's what like I remember like I lived with somebody who was like all about but he was more like pretentious about it. Like, oh you should watch it the way it was made to be watched. And he'd be watching like Studio Ghibli films in subs and like but they literally like make those films for American audience. <laughs> and like like Christian Bale and Danny DeVito do the what they they get Hollywood A list actors and pay them millions. They clearly made those films to be in English yeah. <laughs> like, but, but to be in English and to be in their native language there's uh, like prob- I'm sure the, the biggest actors in France yeah. do the voice for the French version of those movies that's really funny because there is there is a big thing with people who are like really into say like anime or any of that kind of stuff that they like oh you have to watch it. oh no don't watch the dub don't watch, the dub is crap don't watch the dub you're like why it's the same story in some cases it's probably they're probably right but like it's not a it's not an across the board thing but they act like it's they just yeah there is there is some companies i don't know if they still do it but there is some where they would try and get they would change the dialogue so that it looks like what they're saying is close to the mouth movement and still getting the same message across but it won't be the exact same dialogue and that's where I think people get annoyed. Yeah, but they do, they do do that in most dubs. Like even yeah, back, like still Bruce do. Lee movies, they used to yeah. do that. Well, that, apparently that's a, a big issue with Squid Game because in the dub version, this is skipping way ahead, but uh, the line in the dub, when they're given the chance to vote to leave the games. Oh, yeah. In the dub version, it's if everybody votes to leave. Yeah. Whereas the actual line is if the majority vote. Oh, okay. But even though the what, when the consequence of the vote is that it has to be the majority, so the in the dub version it seems like a continuity error. But it's okay, just it's funny because 
at that stage of it, I was still watching it with both. And I can't remember. I To me, it was the majority was what was stuck in my brain. But maybe uh, that's funny. Or maybe they fixed it since, you know, like Netflix do that kind of shit. Uh, yeah well i think you would just know you would remember it as being majority because that's what actually happens yeah yeah probably yeah but anyway so uh let's uh just dive into it and put ourselves in this situation thing is i don't know if we'd end up in this situation to begin with because i don't know about you but like i've never been in debt debt in my life so i i've only briefly been like i had a student loan from uh, a couple of years ago that I paid off and I've I've bought a few cars over the years that are always in debt but the biggest thing is but, yeah, I but put I guess, all so, my I guess money I've been in debt in that sense but like yeah I, like I've owed money and then like paid it off like yeah, four yeah. months later you know I I did gamble all my life savings on Beanie Babies a couple of years ago you beat me to it <laughs> <laughs> well so you well so you made a solid investment uh i thought so and um <clears throat> turns out i was wrong and so i owe some pretty bad people because i uh <laughs> i convinced some of these guys i had a very good investment opportunity and uh turns out they were they seemed cool, but, you know, it turns out they took the money from their cousin, who was not the kind of guy you want to mess with. And anyway, long story short, um, I have a few less toes now, but it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. You know what you need toes for? Balance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who needs but, the uh, balance? I've, I've got 23,000 Beanie Babies in my attic and some plastic bags, if you're interested. Yeah. But, but in all seriousness, uh, like, so, like, we're not two people that would ever actually end up this desperate yeah. uh, even if like we were broke or, or well first like so you know maybe if you need some life saving surgery or something which is what becomes an issue later uh yeah. well for a character's mother but you know we have public health care so we're okay yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no but it is a situation where you probably wouldn't wind up in to begin with but then who knows like they prey on like anybody anybody could become desperate you never know what life will throw at you and what you'll end up no. getting and, involved in and the majority of characters in it are gamblers or they're just people who are completely desperate because the whole point is because yeah yeah well, like we mean, they lure them in is in the with the game in the train station and it's all about gambling and stuff yeah well like our main character he just seemed like right so he didn't come from a wealthy background or anything but he wasn't like on the streets no very very like working class but he seems like he was just a greedy little shit yeah. Like he t- didn't, he just did not take responsibility. Like maybe not, yeah, not a greedy little shit, but just like not a responsible adult. No, he was, he's a man child kind of, and he, like he had a good job, but then he kind of discovered that he actually had a good job, but then they were being treated really badly. And then there was these riots yeah. and stuff. And he's, that made him leave his work. Yeah. Yeah. But then he took a Grandpa Joe thing and went, oh, well, I, I lost my job in that factory, so I can never, ever work again for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, but just like, so he had a decent job at one point. That doesn't really change no. his character in any way. Like you can still, like I know plenty of people with decent jobs that still like can't handle their money and still like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, would easily end up in that same position. Yeah. Uh, like I'm sure there's loads of people he worked with that after the factory closed down didn't become gambling addicts and like no, robbing exactly. from their robbing from their mother to 
just squander it to go to the like, ponies <laughs> yeah so he's definitely a little shit whereas the kang's her name not Ka- something like kang the north the north korea she's escaped north korea and oh, she's yeah. obviously in debt because she's like trying to get money to get her family out of north korea that's gonna set most people that's gonna send most people to the poorhouse because that's not an easy yeah an she's easy already thing to do. she's already like lost all, loads of money and given it to guys like what was it coyote yeah and she's been conned herself like she's given money to people that were meant to help her and they just like spent her money essentially and didn't do shit uh so she's a victim of con men as well yeah and that's more like i think that's like a very sympathetic character because like yeah anybody anybody would end up in her situation because of course you're gonna pay to try and get your family out of fucking north korea yeah, and there are plenty of people just waiting to take advantage of somebody like that yeah but i think you could end up like in in this in our scenario i think how you end up in the squid game is uh, a friend of yours convinced you the cassette tapes were the future of podcasting <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you both emptied out your bank accounts to uh print a couple of hundred like they're they're gonna sell they're gonna sell they're gonna sell like hotcakes i don't even know what a hotcake is but they're gonna sell like them (laughs) and uh and so that's how somehow you end up in the squid game because of that and it was just as as me and my wife trying to buy a house or something and then now we can't buy the house (laughs) and uh, so i'm in debt you're just living in like a house of cards but it's just built with cassette tapes (laughs) there's a garage full of boxes and boxes of squid like a guy working in one in like a herbal life pyramid scheme thing just yeah like well so i guess first you have to you're you're getting to train one day and the actor from train to busan which is really funny because it's in the train station uh he <laughs> wants to he challenges you to play that game first of all like if you meet a stranger in the train station and you're broke you've just wasted all your money on the tape cast would, would you accept that challenge um no, because the original thing is to bet. I was looking it up. It's the equivalent of what does he call it? It's ten thousand, I think, or a hundred thousand. Yeah, says. I think it, it, roughly it's about hundred euro. I think yeah, or hundred dollars. Sorry, um, ten thousand is something like seven point six dollars. So call it's it fine. a tenner. Yeah. So he says a hundred thousand. So a hundred. Um, and um, but you don't have a hundred dollars. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you, and then he's like i'll give you a slap for every well let's yeah so, let's just so, skip yeah. ahead to that like everybody knows that that's the so would you play the game if you know that you can repay in slaps ah uh, yeah like yeah you're desperate like at that point i think i'd rather starve than that that's what like yeah. that was actually one of the most disturbing scenes to me just <laughs> seeing the people yeah people like playing that pub i can't imagine like ever like getting to a point where i'd humiliate myself like that that was actually that was like really brutal oh, yeah. for some reason for me yeah i'd rather like just lay down on the street and just wait for debt than like <laughs> do something like that for the chance to win like a hundred euro maybe if it was fucking if that game was for like hundreds of thousands maybe but yeah i know what you mean it's a bit is is the benefit high enough for um someone to slap you but again I think it was trying to show how desperate the character is. So it's kind of a hard one to... That is what it's trying to show, but that's my point. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah. It was so... Like, that's such a desperate thing to have to do. 
it just it like almost turned my stomach watching it that I just don't think I could ever do it. <laughs> it's just I don't think I'm built like that. I think like it, yeah, it's just yeah. too like it's not the, the getting slapped or anything. Like I'd let somebody slap me for the laugh. Like, but, but it's the intention behind it. It's like this rich dude. Like I'm this rich dude, and I've got this money, and you're just gonna take slap because like at that point I'd be thinking he's just getting the enjoyment from like tying with me and getting to slap me. Like I'm not thinking about the squid game or anything like that at this yeah, point. Yeah. And did you, did you think that game is rigged somehow as well? Or your man is just really good at it because he's that's what he does all day basically is play that game and slap people. Yeah, I think that's kind of in the rigging that it's just that he's does it with it's because you see in the videos later that it's the same guy does it with everybody, so he's probably just yeah. really good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the it's probably a case that like when you're really desperate you just like throw the card too hard or something like yeah it's definitely designed well it's like all the games in this they're, none of the games are really rigged like they work exactly how they're intended to work but the house always wins kind of yeah because of the way the stakes are like it's yeah. just the nature of the games yeah. but i know i just found those scenes like yeah, for some reason they were actually the most brutal for me. I guess because it was in public and stuff. And it's just like, oh, that's such a, it's so low for yourself to have to, to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was something, because I guess because there was something like seedier about it. Yeah, it was, because it wasn't wrapped up in the, I suppose, the showmanship of everything else. And the, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, and also because you're the only person, it's just you being slapped. In like some way by some randomer. Because that might, it might be different then if it was like a group, if that it was a group game, I don't think it would seem as bad. Yeah. Like there's a group, a group of friends in the subway and some rich dude just comes up and challenges you all to the game. I don't yeah. think it would feel as desperate then. No, because then you're, kind of, it actually, you're with your mates. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it might be funny. Like if you have a few, few drinks in you, like, but so you said you'd play it. So you'd, you'd end up in the squid games. Yeah, whereas yeah. I would just end up like dying on the street <laughs> with a bunch of cassette tapes. <laughs> but I'd uh, I'd try and convince you to bring you in then, wouldn't I? I don't think you'd know. I think we're like we'd never know that the other was being targeted. Well, I mean, if we're in this scenario where you've talked me into putting all my money into fucking cassette tapes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but would we like I think they I don't know if we'd know that the other was being targeted uh, I know <laughs> like in the game nobody knows so like uh, I don't yeah. know why we because there is characters that know each other who end up in the game and they didn't know so I think we should go that route I'm obviously going to pop up later there's no point dwelling on this <laughs> you no. end up in the squid game, squid game anyway what would be your first thought you wake up because they're uh, pretty much gassed and brought to this secret island you wake up in the that room, all the bunk beds. There's something like I think what well, it's an arbitrary number. It's like four hundred and ninety or something. Other people yeah. there. What's your first thought? That we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, like your, my first thought is, even though I'm not there, but I am. Uh, well, like I got here because I played a game, so clearly we're in a debt game. It seemed like like nobody realized, nobody yeah. even considered the fact that they're in a debt game. And I guess it's because we've been exposed to the type of movies this film kind of copies. Yeah. But I think either way, you'd just be like, clearly this is a deck game. And well, like the 
Security guys all have fucking machine guns. <laughs> not, yet. not yet. Oh, not? oh, they don't have them at the start. No, right? that's the thing. And that's why the game is very unfair. At yeah. the, when they're first told that they're going to play this game, it's all... So there's three levels of security, triangle, square, and circles. And the circles yeah. are the lowest that just do like the sort of dog's work. They're the only guards you see before the first game. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. A square comes out to explain the rules to him, but he's not armed. It's typically the triangles yeah. that are armed. They're like the guards. Um, so if you are looking for that, I'd still assume it's a deck game, but you don't actually see guns. So in a way, it could be argued that people don't know it's a deck game yet and there's no reason to think that they're going to get shot yeah. if they lose, which is what happens. Whereas like, if the game is fair, they would have brought the armed guards out first. Because if you see armed guards, like you, that's why you instantly, like you just said, you'd assume you're going to be shot if you lose. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't actually do that because it would have been fair. So the game is rigged from the beginning, really. <laughs> oh, like straight away, yeah. Even though I'd still assume it's a deck game, but yeah. <laughs> I'd look around at all the jumpsuits and the numbers and be like, okay, so like half of us are going to be dead by the end of the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was, uh, so when they, they are brought out to play, we were just going to get into it. Uh, they're brought out to play the red light, green light game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I didn't even really know what that game was. But as soon as they're brought out into the yard, and the way it's set up, my first thought was like, well, this is definitely a game. And the I don't know what the rules to this game are going to be, but you should definitely just move to the left or right flank. Because I just knew people are going to start, there's too many people here. They're going to need to kill half of them off. People are going to start to be shot. And there's going to be stampede. Yeah. And everybody's going to get shot as a result. So your best option is just to move. Don't be at the center where like yeah, the bulk yeah, of people out. are going to run to. And then like, instantly that's what happens <laughs> yeah. yeah the thing is yeah you don't want to be the center mass you want to be out at the edges basically now as as it happens in the show it turns out like the, some of the characters who actually make it through the red light green light game do it because they were able to kind of hide behind somebody yeah or just got buried under corpses <laughs> yeah yeah but i think you could kind of still have the opportunity to do that yeah. On a, if you were like flanked I think it's safer flanked you're away from the crowd because like a lot of people you see that a lot of people get shot only because they got knocked over yeah or were from pulled the, but from the the stampede of people yeah so just in case people don't know red light green light it's like if you move you, you get a few seconds to run and then you have to stop and if movement is detected on the red light you get shot you get executed do you think, like realistically, do you think you can make it through that game? Like people being shot around you, do you think you could freeze enough on red light? I think, that, no way. I think that was one of the least realistic parts of the whole series. It's going to be it'd be so hard. But as it goes on, like the way they do it, as it goes on, the characters do seem to get more used to it. Like within that 10 minutes or whatever it is. The first time, so even if you're expecting it, the first time somebody's fucking shot in front of you, how yeah. you don't jump at that. Yeah. And you it feels like this robot can detect all movement. So like just you jumping like a jump scare. Yeah. Would get you killed. Or fear will make you freeze. 
It's freezer flight, isn't that the instinct? <laughs> yeah. Fight or flight. Yeah. If you don't, ex- if you don't, if you're not really expecting a gunshot coming, you're you're yeah. definitely jumping at a gunshot. Oh, definitely. The first first gunshot, I think everybody jumps. Like there's no. Yeah. Now watching it, I knew that that was going to happen. So that's why I, why I was wondering, like, well, what if I was in that situation? I'd be expecting a gunshot. So would I but be even, able to compose myself? But even if you're expecting a gunshot, still when it happens, you're still going to jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know when the person's moving. Yeah. Like, I think that it's it's a risk because it'd slow you down. Like, if you took a few steps on green light and then when you hear red light, if you just kind of like lay flat on the ground. Yeah. It's easier not, like you're not, there's not as much, your muscles are more relaxed. You're not going to like jump at the sound of a, a gunshot. Yeah, and but, it might be harder to detect that movement as well. Yeah, but then you're wasting like just the time it takes you to get up and on get each yeah. green light. Like you're probably not even going to make it to the finish line. Yeah, it's very hard. Uh, well, that's it compared to um, compared to <laughs> like a uh, like normal red light, green light. Well, obviously, there is no gunfire it's just that you're out of the game or whatever like it's that's where the skill is is in yeah. being still and all that kind of stuff but the gunshot just adds such an extra dynamic of instinct of trying not to jump basically yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's during this that you realize that i'm actually in the squid game too <laughs> i only see you then like there's some big fat guy gets shot and you like hide you, you try and use him as a shield and then like i'm behind him at the same time too <laughs> i'm like johnny <laughs> but it's a totally different re- <laughs> it's a totally different reason i'm there it's like oh no i didn't get stung by the cassette tape no i i had this whole other venture i set up an <laughs> nf i done this whole nft thing turned out the <laughs> revenue taxes those now so Awesome. Where actually made a loss, <laughs> or or am I like going in undercover to try and like get you out? Maybe that could be a scenario where we have like an oversized guard's uniform. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> so, so guard is escaping. Do you think you would survive the first game in the Squid Game? I imagine. I agree with you with the moving out from the central mass thing, and I think that's a huge benefit. You still don't want to be at the front door because you still want to hide behind other people that are going to get shot. Yeah, so I'd move out to the side and stuff. So you'd probably have a slightly better chance. So, like, it I really think it's is. more than slightly if you're in the flank. I think it's much yeah, yeah. more than slightly. For that moment where they start, like, when people just start running for the door. I think if you're at the sides, you, you there's a lot more room to avoid the mass of people. Yeah, Or to have, I, like, some dead guy that grabs your leg as you're... Move, you know which is what happens yeah. to the main character because I, I feel like I'd walk into that room with all those people and I would see that scary looking fucking giant robot and I would go okay that thing has fucking laser beams in its eyes or something I <laughs> exactly am going over <laughs> I'm going over to the sides and standing behind a few people because as soon like we like the point you don't even know what the game is but I'm like that thing is going to kill people and when shit goes down people are going to run and you don't want to be in the middle or near a doorway because that's what people are going to go for. Yeah. And, and Even yeah. without the shooting, like you'd imagine, like a few people there would have died just by being trampled on. Yeah. Or at least stood no chance of not getting shot because they were trampled, were trampled and moved by other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to say yes, because 
my instinct of seeing that robot is well that's a killer fucking robot and so i'm gonna stay way over here (laughs) try and get away from it so when you survive this game and everybody's pretty shook seeing what the game actually consists of they're given the option to vote to leave and it's the first time we see the, the guards come in that really surprised me as a plot point yeah, I thought it was actually good that they put it in. It feels yeah. weird that they would, but they're trying to do this whole thing that this is how democracy works. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you you get to vote after you've been put into a scenario. Like, yeah. that isn't actually how democracy works. So like, let's, uh, let's try legalize drugs for six months and then you can vote whether we get to keep them or not <laughs> yeah although maybe that actually is the best way to do it like do a trial and then be like yeah maybe maybe it's not not a good idea <laughs> or maybe it is whatever but at that point what do you think like you've seen the they, they bring down the the piggy bank to show how much money is yeah, on the line i think it translates to somewhere between 20 to 30 million euro i think so yeah it's whatever it is something billion or whatever but well it goes up throughout it so yeah I did see, I was curious, because I, I I can't remember the, how much it was the equivalent of, but I did search it, and then I was curious to see the Google Trends on how many people had searched oh, the, yeah. one, or the one conversion, and yeah. it was up like by 400,000% or something yeah, like yeah. astronomical. I had the same. Like everybody, everybody watching. I think I put in convert. whatever it was, it's like, say it's 40 billion. I put into Google like 40 B and it came up billion one like it like auto filled like it knew because so many people had done it like you know i think by the end of the game it comes to it's like it's like 33 million euro i think is he what what the winner walks away with in the end wow wow. so at this point it's probably like 20 maybe if even yeah yeah uh would you be inclined what are the chances you'd vote to stay oh i'd definitely vote to leave at that point i think you it was so close oh yeah, absolutely i like I, most people you're after watching like 60 people just get executed how like most of them got executed because somebody else ran into them like so at that point you're like i can't even win the game like i i'm not in yeah. control of somebody else can knock me over and i can lose this game yeah well that, that's what i was thinking so there is a skill there's a skill to this game but there's a very unfair <laughs> advantage to the to the house so you kind of go mm, okay so as they say their whole philosophy is that everybody should be everybody is equal in the game as in they've no idea what's fucking going on and none of them has a chance <laughs> yeah yeah do you think like because that's something i found and i know it's obviously done for dramatic effect that the vote to leave it's 51 to 49 or whatever yeah i think as greedy as people can be and i know people are fucking greedy i think like maybe 10 people vote to stay realistically oh yeah exactly yeah well obviously you want to make it dramatic uh yeah and they go through the whole they go through the whole debate of so if everybody leaves and nobody comes back all the money of the dead will be given to their families because they valued each person at whatever it was five hundred thousand euro or whatever the was a hundred thousand or a million one or whatever it was per person but I did like, this is the one part, I guess, where it wasn't predictable because I thought, well, of course, this is going to be about how greedy humans can be and they're going to yeah. vote to stay. 
And then when they yeah. voted to leave, and then the rest of the episode is just them going back to their old lives. I was like, well, I did not see that coming. No, I didn't see that at all. I was like, what? But then the whole point was they also hate shit their lives are or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was very slow moving at that point, but I loved that. Well, that's the reason it was slow moving, that just to like drill it home that like this is what their lives are like outside yeah and things got worse when they go back when they leave the game yeah but again possibly by design by the game hosts or whatever yeah i feel like it's all by design well this is i guess we can get into spoilers now because our main character coincidentally meets the old some old dude that he was in the game with when they're back in their normal lives and that's the point where i was like this guy's over it all yeah me too. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I was suspicious of the old guy at the voting stage. And then when he voted to leave, I went, oh, he's definitely. <laughs> right, right. Because he was the, the 51st voter, whatever it was. And when he voted to leave, I was like, oh, he's definitely the host. He's the old, like I thought. So was I was suspicious thought of him early and i think this i was thinking maybe i was thinking of like the hunger games and stuff my initial idea with him was i thought he was going to end up being a guy who actually played the first squid game and he opted to come back oh smart but then once he showed up outside conveniently meeting the main character again i was like oh no yeah he's over he's over the whole thing yeah yeah. i kind of had this thought of like oh he went and visited everybody and did the same thing but then when they do go back in then or the people that do go back in then it's uh obvious that nobody else knows them so it's like oh okay I kind of no but i think there is something too and i'm sure when they do a second season they'll go into this more but the fact that the old dude was the last number yeah and or sorry he was number one sorry the old dude Yo, was number yeah, one. Yeah. i hadn't thought of that and the guy our main character who wins was the last number i can't remember how many players there were, were in total but i think the like if he's number one and the guy who wins was the last number i think there's meant to be a whole he's going to take over from him kind of thing or that was the idea yeah that's yeah what i thought yeah but yeah i guess that's all, all there is to say about that i just thought that that was really obvious and that's not revealed until the ninth episode <laughs> the yeah. final episode that he is the one in control but it was yeah second episode i was like 100 percent, like not a doubt in my mind yeah that it was going that way and also it's because i've seen the saw movies and this is very like the saw films where instantly without even being introduced to the characters properly i was like one of the players in this game is a plant yeah yeah like straight away i just like even reading the plot synopsis the plot synopsis <laughs> the plot synopsis i was like oh yeah there's gonna be a plant in there yeah, you can't you can't do a, a film or a TV show like this and not have somebody in undercover in the yeah, game, yeah. like to help sway the group or one way or the other or whatever. Yeah, or just to create a shocking moment. I I was thinking about it that um, oh, what was he called? The guy in the black mask it wasn't the host. Who was the front man? Front so. man. Yeah, and he kept getting calls from this phone in like his office and i was like then afterwards when i got to the very end the last episode and they even i was like but who was calling him was it the old man and from where when <laughs> yeah just a few things like that but uh and that's another one so there is a subplot of a cop being undercover within the games like as a worker because he's tracking down like his brother 
was yeah. a, was a player in the game, and that was another one I thought was very obvious straight away. That like, well, I didn't think that his brother was the front man, but initially I thought his brother was a player who I thought there was going to be some reveal that the peep the the guards the workers are other people who've played the game. Yeah. And that maybe if for some, like not winners, but if they survive by some means that they're given the option yeah. to, to work. Because there is a scene where we see that there's a kid, like he looks like he's like a 17 year old he's one who's of a guard. Yeah. It's presented almost like when you see child soldiers in like Africa and stuff. Yeah. It kind of had, like it has that feel to it. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be something where his, that his brother was like that. Yeah. Like a kid, who was like you know him. when he 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 has the neighbor because they have their own little dorms, and the guy in the room next to him is obviously like suspicious to him, and then it turns out that they're involved in body harvesting or whatever. But initially, yeah. I thought, oh, that's his brother. His brother is actually doing the same thing, just in the room next to him. Yeah, I thought the same. So yeah, he was not nodding at him or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. It was, um, and then as it went on, I was like, oh, okay, no, his brother is totally going to be the front yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd said to you, oh, his his brother is the is the square is the guy who's given all the instructions. Um, yeah, because yeah. that was the first kind of he's developed a bit as a character for the first say two three episodes, and I was on episode three, I think, when I said that to you. I forgot about the, to mention that the um, is it a Pakistanian or Indian? Yeah, the Pakistanian guy. Yeah, and he he was doomed. Like he he's too nice. You're like, well, I know he's yeah. That was. That was harsh. Sorry, we're jumping ahead a lot. Yeah, but everybody's seen it, so. Yeah. Uh, Another thing, just to go back to the old man, the really obvious thing, like when I knew, I was pretty sure he was involved anyway, but when I knew full well that there's no way this goes any other direction is, can't even remember the episodes now. But when they're back, we get to see all the main characters, like the guy we're following, the girl from North Korea, uh, yeah. the friend of the main character the mobster we get to yeah. see their backstory or what they're doing currently when they leave the island yeah, yeah. from their point of view but we don't get to see any scenes with the old man from his point of view no there's no and so you're like well obviously because we can't because that would reveal that he's overall yeah, yeah. so it's like and it's so funny like yeah when when shows and books well it doesn't really happen in books as much but it does but yeah like when you like go out of your way to like keep information when you're showing so much about other characters and then you have one character who you're not doing that way it just makes it really obvious that you're trying to keep yeah. information yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you hiding you're hiding something why yeah. are you hiding it yeah i don't know it's funny um no, and I, I, like, and then it makes sense for all the characters that they do go, the ones that go back in, or the, go back in, and stuff. there's so many people desperate and stuff. And uh, yeah, well, let's say in this scenario, I just convince we we just convince each other to go back in. Like, I'll be fun, make a good podcast episode. <laughs> we'll sell more tapes, Shane. <laughs> we'll find a way. To, yeah, we'll find a way to to win the game. To both of us, we'll find we'll find an oversized trench coat somewhere. And we'll both be able to win the game. I, I find that funny how throughout it, there's this whole attitude that loads of the characters are saying they're going to work together and get to the end together and stuff. But it's never stated by the the hosts the, that 
more than one person can win or anything. Like it's very strongly no. implied only one person can win. And then they're all like, we'll do it together and we'll split the money and all this kind of stuff goes on for ages. And I'm like, nobody said you could do that. Like it's well, clearly going to come down. Thing, I think there might be like, that might be like, again, this is something they might do in a future season. That might be like, a, there might be a twist there too, because I think, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but in, in, in the very first like monologue, it says yeah. something like, if you all survive the six games, you will win the... Oh, like I, yeah. It's whoever I survives. I think there is... Yeah, I think there is probably... like it. I think there is probably... Is meant to be some... There's some way that if you make it to the sixth game, to the last game, if you... Oh, yeah. Even if, if you play that right, you won't be executed. Yeah. Because yeah. even when you... Right, we're skipping right ahead to the end. The end and we see they have to kill each other. Yeah. But it's never actually said that they have to kill each other. It's the, the last it's the last man standing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not it it doesn't play out like the other games where it's not like is that would that person the person who loses, are they going to be executed after? Yeah, it's kinda I suppose it could have the last game can be a team game. So it could have been uh, two teams and the winning team win the money or whatever. Yeah, yeah like the last game probably depends on how many, like if yeah, there was yeah. 11 people at the end, that would have probably been a totally different game anyway. Were you as disappointed as I was that the last game just came down to two lads having a knife fight in the sand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty disappointing. I was actually, to be honest, I was really disappointed about the uh, glass fucking... I was, yeah, I was going to say that. Because that just, that was just a saw, that just became saw. Because do you remember when you were a kid in the playground and you used to play <laughs> guess, walking on the tempered class? Yeah, yeah. guess which glass. one is. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 the, what they should have done was like, they should have done like Flora's Lava or something at that point. Like, I don't know. If yeah, they to that yeah, yeah, that would have made, but you know what, Shane, maybe in Korea that's, because you know, a lot of these games I didn't play as a kid, but like maybe know, in yeah. Korea they did play a, like you have to fucking walk across a bridge of glass and get, yeah. get, guess which is real and which isn't. Yeah. Well, well, what I was thinking was every game up until the glass planes had a skill to it. There was, there were games of skill and chance, not just chance, where that was just a game of chance. And it was almost like at that point, the the producers, writers thought, oh, we've got way too many characters left over and we've only got two episodes left. So let's yeah, find a way to just kill off everybody. But the game of chance makes sense because like, at least from my memory of schoolyard games, like most schoolyard games begin with playing eeny, meeny, miny, moe to find out who's yeah, all yeah. and who's not. So like, and that's essentially the chance of them like guessing a number f- to figure out what order they'll be in or what shape they have to cut out. Yeah. It's the same kind of chance you, you play in a schoolyard yeah. game. So that all makes sense. But yeah, once it gets to the bridge game, that that's kind of like thrown out the window. It's like you pick yeah, a the, random number and that's the order of... You die in. <laughs> when you get to cross. And it's an advantage if you're the last one. But what is interesting about that, um, the bridge game, that does illustrate an important lesson about the game. Is that, because yeah. like very early on in the series, the, there's this mob character who ends up like getting in an argument with a guy and he beats him to death. When he dies, the uh, piggy bank fills up again. And that's when we learn that, oh, you can just like murder at night. You can just like slit the throat of your bunk buddy and it'll up the cash prize. Uh, And that's where they say it's just about greed at that point. We're like, 
Yeah, because like this doesn't really improve your chances of winning the game. It doesn't it actually hurts them, but it just ups the cash prize. Yeah, because you'd still have to, even if you were, even if on the first night you managed to actually be, it went to an all-out war and you managed to be the last man standing and you're the only person alive, you still have to go do the other games because the deal was exactly. the six games. So. Yeah. So if you're the last man standing, by the time you get to the bridge, like you're, there's no way one character does the mat, the maths to it that it's like a one and an eighty-four thousand chance you would hit all the right glass. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're the one, if you're the last man, if you're like fucking Brock Lesnar, the UFC fighter was there and he just killed everybody, he would die after. <laughs> like at best, he might guess four. I was like four say three or four. Like, yeah, yeah. So your best bet is to like keep everybody alive, and not just for that, even for the tug of war. For the tug of war, you yeah. would have more choices of people to join your team if you kept them alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's kind of where I was going with it. Like the, so what was it? It was the it's it was red light, green light. Then the next one was the the honeycomb. Can, can I just point out something that is clever with this? Though, uh, if you actually look at all the people that make it to the glass saw trap thing. They're yeah. all people that uh, were, when when they're doing the cut and the shape out of the, the, honeycomb. the honeycomb, Yeah, they're all people that saw the main character doing the licking technique and copied him. Oh, yeah. That's so smart. essentially the only reason they survived is because the people, is because of, accidentally because of him. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. And it's, um, but it, it's kind of weird because, yeah, so they do the, like, again, the honeycomb thing is, there's a skill involved, like the chance, like you said, the chances having a, knowing what the game is and getting a good shape. That's the triangle is the easiest shape or, you know, and then it's, uh, and then it's a skill challenge. And then the next one, what was after that? Was it Tugor was after? No, it wasn't. It was, um, the marble game. Oh no, it was Tugor first before marbles. Yeah. Pick a game, um, right? Right. T- Tug of War is a good like the, Tug of War is the game as well because a lot of these games we won't be familiar with here. But I knew straight away what the, the yeah, Tug yeah, of War definitely. was coming, or not straight away. As soon as the because the mob character knows because they're getting fed information. Strong man. And once he said like, yeah, it's like oh, they're playing Tug of War, and that's one I'd be complete because I've played Tug of War before. Like I, I've like heard about like how yeah the right way to play it and that you don't actually need it to be that big. It is about technique. You just yeah, need yeah. one big guy or two really. You, yeah. Like your front and back. If they're if if you got two two big guys in your yeah. team, you're pretty much. I um, it's annoying because I feel like oh now I know that's the prop, the best way to play the war. Except now do so does like a billion other people on the planet. So that's not that much of an advantage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the only advantage is, is that I remember that like five or six years from now at a tug of war and most of the world has forgot because everyone would have forgotten Squid Game existed like another week or two from now. Well, that was like episode six or seven. That's, so most people true, might not have it that far. So. <laughs> um, and then the marbles is again because it's um, they're given the choice of what game to play. So it was either chance or skill really because there are skilled games and marbles and most people seem to go for the games a chance with the marbles of like guessing odds and evens and stuff yeah but i guess but as well because like most people would be like well, what the fuck what games can you play with marbles yeah <laughs> like i don't even know how to play marbles i did the actual marbles game like the basic marbles game i, have no I idea used to know because is. you had you had the little ones which is the one they're using in this and then there was bigger ones 
and the bigger like, there was something to do with like the bigger one was say your target and then you use the little ones to hit it. I remember playing it like that when I was a kid. But that's... I remember having marbles as a kid, like collecting them, but like not yeah. knowing what to do with them. Just like And you could win other people's marbles and all that kind of stuff, but I never did that. I'd like um I think we used used to have kind of like rock fights with them. Just throw marbles <laughs> at each other. Just fucking them at each other. Yeah. It's a good home home defense too, just a bag of marbles by your bed with a piece of piece of twine tied to it. Oh, yeah. You just fucking swing it around like a mace. It's always good to have a bag of marbles somewhere in your house. Because when when you move house and you move them, you can always make the joke with the other people who are helping you move. You're like, I finally found my marbles. <laughs> yeah, like the marble the the marble game I won't even know. i I would just play a game of chance there or golf as they <laughs> try and get it in the hole or whatever um but no, the point is there there can be skill based to it again it's not as yeah yeah um so so let, like let's go so just to yeah. determine if we'd survived them so do you uh do you think you'd survive the shape from the honeycomb would you figure that out um, I don't think I'd have, I don't think I'd have figured out what the main character figured out and figured no. out by chance. But I did. My guess was before they know what game's being played. I was like, take the this most simplest shape. Now I actually went with square. I thought for some reason I thought whatever's going to happen. I thought they were going to have to put something. They were going to have to like mold something to fit through something. Yeah. And I just thought square is probably the easiest. I am. Um, yeah, so to pick a shape, I I think I picked umbrella because I was like, I'm, I'm going to be the outsider. I'm going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> just kind of went with the, the attitude of, oh, I'll be the, I'll go with the most eccentric shape. Well, the, the, the main reason, uh, whatever his name is, Gong or whatever, picked Dion, uh, it, the umbrella. He was going to. Like ch- he's like, oh, I had a red umbrella as a child or something like that. It was some weird. But the the old man picked umbrella first, and he was gonna give it to him, and then he switched with him because he was being nice, kind of. I think. Oh I mean, yeah, then, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he picked yeah. a harder shape. Yeah, yeah. I actually, that com- I completely forgot about that part. I, I wonder what the the deal is there. Because it seems like he he was never going to die anyway. Like that he could have no. lost games and not not be killed. Yeah, I thought that the whole way. I thought there'd be some loophole or you know. Well, it's that, you take it the the night we're talking about where they all start killing each other. He has yeah. a breakdown and talks. It's just starts screaming about how he is, and that's the moment where the front man close shuts it all down and sends the guards in. Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously allowed to get out of whatever he wants. And also, where did he go to between those moments? Because they couldn't find him. So yeah, I was thinking, like, yeah. is there like secret passages and stuff? And they're like, "How did you get up there?" And all that. Like, it was a bit yeah, confusing. But so, you think you'd pass the uh, honeycomb game? We just need to get by that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you, you said, you, you picked the umbrella. So, well, the whole point is we we'd be working together, and you'd be like, "No, no, Shane, trust me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. It's the square. Yeah. yeah, I'd be going for square. I'd be telling you to go for square. I won't give you the easiest. Would you go the route know, they did, which is we should all take a shape each? Their route was... No, that's... As soon as that came up, I was like, well, he clearly is trying to kill people. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to just eliminate people. Yeah. 
No, I'd be like everybody should definitely pick the same one. If we're a team... Yeah, we're team square. Whatever, team whatever, we don't know what the game is, whatever it's... Go- Although he did know what the game is going to be. But let's imagine we don't, we're not being fed information. Yeah. Uh, you're best off to take the same shape because one of you might... Like if we're... There's going to be some mystery to what we're going to have to do. The odds of like one of us might figure out something. And if you're doing the same shape, that will pay off. Like... Yeah. Like, there's no point in me having triangle and figuring out, like, oh, if you do this because it's sh- shaped a certain way, it'll work. And like, oh, well, I have a star, so that doesn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, it makes, so. it makes sense for us to put our heads together on one shape or whatever yeah. the challenge is. Yeah, yeah. Because then sense. it's like you'll either all die or you'll all survive. Yeah. Again, this is before we actually figure out what game we even have. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it wouldn't really matter, but that's the way I'd be thinking. And it would pay off all the same because you would pick the simplest shape. Yeah, I I felt as a as a viewer that was one of the most tense games to watch. Did you feel that? like I thought it was yeah. done well? Yeah, um, like the tension was really there for like it, what it was as a as a test. Like, you know. um, apart from then the marbles that got real tense as well. I think the marbles was tense, and that was more like. Again, that was kind of like a saw trap in a way too, where it's like you you have to play a game knowing that you're you're essentially killing the person you're playing with. Yeah, and of course, when they were told they had to pick partners, I knew that they're going to be playing against each other. No, oh, I, I knew that straight, straight away. away. Like instantly, I'm trying. I feel like we've missed a game because there's six. Isn't there? No, I don't think so. I think that's the we've gotten through them all. It's just the last game, the Squid Game itself, isn't the yeah. Not maybe much to talk about with that. So it's like, so yeah, we'd work together. Squares are we'd be easy enough to get through. Um, obviously, triangles the easiest one because you've the least least amount of area to cover. Yeah. But okay, we go square. You could you can easily snap off squares. Definitely, so like the difference between square and triangle is very yeah. minimal. And then, Still after that. well, we can just go. We've already done tug of war. We just didn't do tug it in war. order. But tug of war is fine. The glass, the the glass bridge is the big word. Like that's down to chance. Like I mean, I guess we're better off because we'd have worked to try and keep more people alive. Yeah, so there'd be more than sixteen. But then the question is, like, given the option of picking a number, so I think they get yeah, it's one and sixteen. So let's say we're number between one and. 30 yeah, yeah 30 let's say double it <laughs> um yeah. would you go higher or lower uh yeah because i think that's one where say we're working together that's one where i might be like i'll go with the highest you go with the lowest or, or vice versa like that's where you could fuck up i think the middle i think i'd be to just go with the middle yeah i would like, as well because i'd look at i'd look at that because that that in itself is its own game and I go, okay. And they even point that out. The the VIPs point that out. That's like, it's, 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 it's instinct. It's the best odds. The it's like, if you, if you don't know. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be, it's safety and numbers in the herd. So you like that, like you want to be in the middle. You don't want to be the animals on the outside where wolves can pick you off, whether it's yeah, the front or the yeah. back of, of the group. You know what I mean? Like that's, So either way yeah. you have like, on average, you have like 15 people going ahead of you. Um, yeah, and fifteen behind you. So yeah, I'd I'd go slap bang in the middle. I'd go for what you say thirty two. So we'd go for whatever fifteen and sixteen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, um, when when they're 
when they're all standing around and it's like one person goes and picks a number and people aren't sure, I'd be I'd pick a number immediately. <laughs> I wouldn't be standing there waiting. But as soon as you like come through the door and I see a bunch of numbers, I'm like, well, you have to pick one, obviously. And I just like make my mind up then. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have, uh, let's say 15 people ahead of us. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, they, well, they had 16 in total. So we're at least, 16. yeah, we, our chances are like twice as good at least. So <laughs> you'd at least figure out halfway to three quarters of the way across yeah. before you'd have to go. Now, they did have the the guy who the what do you call them? Guys that work with glass? Who was a glazer? Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. could tell. He revealed it very late. I'm not sure how different it would be with us. Like I guess if there's more people, he's less So the the only reason he, he ends up getting killed because the guy pushes him. Yeah. Towards the end. But if we already have fifteen people, assuming he picks the same number he picked in the squ- in both versions. Yeah. There's people behind him, ahead of us, and behind, yeah. but ahead of us to have died. So there would be less urgency for somebody else to kill the the glacier who could yeah. help us. Like we probably have like two minutes on the clock, whereas they had like seconds by by the end. You know? And oh well, I was going to say there's twice as many of us, so maybe they doubled the time. It was ten minutes for them, maybe it's twenty for us. You know what I mean? You would, but you can't oh yeah, yeah. assume that. But either way, let's even say it's the same. Yeah. Well, they could have, if there's more, they might have fucking, knowing them, they could have, like, <laughs> give you less time. Because <laughs> they would have just wanted to, it to be against you. Yeah. Do you think, I was thinking about it watching it, and it kind of looks like everybody just jumps at the glass at full force. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that too. I was like, I'm pretty, I can be pretty light on my feet. I'm pretty confident yeah, I could there's, land gentle, there's, gently there's, enough. There's one guy goes really fast and then they have the debate for a few minutes of which one did he actually step on and Mm. he definitely stepped on at least one pain that he managed to not crack because he went quick and light and I was watching it going if you just went for it real fast lighten your feet and just try and like glide across you'd probably be yeah you could make it to the end possibly or at least make it part of the way further than if you are number if there's 32 people and you're like number 14 15 and you get to the point where enough people have died in front of you that you're yeah yeah. you're the last one or you're at the front yeah if you only have a few in front of you like you've got six in front of you maybe then you could no no that's that's what i was gonna say Uh, there's no way you can make it the whole way across doing that method no no but you'd get pretty far it's it's how I think of it is you'd be like a st- skimming skimming stone. Yeah, you're running on your tiptoes. You're doing like yeah. you, like for boxing training and stuff, and you can't really keep that yeah. up for long either. Uh, but yeah, it's conceivable that if you're towards the end, you could get off the last like six or seven. Yeah, if you just move really fast, and then everybody, but like say you make it doing that, and then everybody behind you still has to do it. Well, they'd probably <laughs> they'd try the same, but like some of them are going to yeah. That'd be really funny. Oh, although I guess you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Oh, we're idiots. No, you couldn't do it at the end because all the people ahead of you will have died. So there's less. Just going to have to jump. Oh, you've no You won't be able to do it. You won't, well, you won't get, there would be no room to do a run because you'd have to jump, run, jump. You know, it won't be an even number. Yeah, because if you were starting from the platform on the other side, you'd get a run at it. 
where everything's blank, but now you have a few broken ones in between you. Yeah, I think, uh, you could give it a go. I it depend on how it just depend on the the order. Like yeah, yeah, it's just chance. You see, that's the thing. It's just pure chance now. There's no skill involved in this one. Yeah. It's pure chance. But that's what I'm saying. At that point, I would think I would just run for it and see what I could get. That would be my approach. Yeah. See how far I could get. It is the worst, the worst game in it because it's it's pure chance. It's more like something from one of the later Saw movies. It's not a playground game at all, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just makes no sense. It's made to look like a circus and stuff. It, it just doesn't fit into the rest of the thing. And then even when you make it, it blows up and you get like shards of glass in you anyway. <laughs> yeah, that like, didn't that was... seem to fit with anything else in the game. No, that was just to get like it was like they were trying to get an idea just to bring it down to the, the story they wanted to tell at that point was that it was these two friends were the last two and they were gonna yeah, fight yeah. to the death or whatever and so they were just trying to find convoluted ways to get it there then at that point it was it's kind of lost the run of itself a little bit yeah the hugest criticism as well was we followed that whole story of the cop for ages and then it just went to nothing <laughs> like that story was just irrelevant yeah, like clearly he's not dead and he was just shot in the shoulder or some bullshit and he'll be back for the second yeah, season yeah. Yeah. I don't know I'm never going to know because there's no way I'm watching another season <laughs> <laughs> now I was going to say like so we end up in the game but honestly I think uh, we don't survive this because I think realistically yeah if we just die in the even with the people ahead of us I think we're dead I think yeah. we're at the bottom of that pit yeah definitely we go out of our way to find like contrived reasons to how we survive all these scenarios but i just think like with squid game it's just it's so much down to chance that yeah at that point we're dead like we should just flick a coin and that'll determine if we go on to <laughs> fit do you have a coin there a coin yeah since I, I don't really have any cash since the so heads we go on to play the, the final squid game and tails we die in the glass bridge yeah i got a coin here so heads sorry say that again Heads, we survive and we go on to be the last two in the squid game and we we die. We go straight through the bridge, holding hands together. We take a leap together, holding hands. (laughs) Or is it that stage I'm pissed off at you and be like, Johnny, those fucking tapes. And I just put my arms around you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Heads, we survived. Okay. Let me try and get the noise of this close to the mic. Ah, that was shit. Okay. That coin is not... (laughs) <laughs> there we go I could see the coin is just spinning it's not flipping let me find a lighter coin. wow we, we would do terrible in the squid game we can't even flip the fucking coin for the yeah. start of the game I was, it was a 50 cent it was too heavy okay you ready <laughs> tails were dead okay tails were dead okay <laughs> <laughs> well you know I think that's actually a good way to uh, determine some of these scenarios I was actually thinking about it that it'd be a big change but I was thinking about like setting like changing the format a little where it's almost like a, a tabletop game where it's more like I'm quizzing you on like how you'd survive this. And then you can do it for me the next week and we roll a dice. Like for every like choice make, you get a dice roll and whatever lands on that's added to your survival points. And then if you get 20 at the end, you survive and below it you don't or something. Now, that's what we should put on uh, GoFundMe <laughs> Oh, yeah, we should just make a, a tabletop game. Yeah, disaster artist tabletop game. So we don't survive the squid game. We don't even make it to the squid game itself. We uh, we die on the, on the glass bridge. 
did you spend the whole time going so why is this called squid game or this or did you think okay the last game is going to be squid game uh, yeah, because he said at the start you get the voiceover about the Squid Game. I was like, ah, that's obviously going to be the last game. Yeah, my my theory was the the voiceover at the start would turn out to be the old man, not the main character. I did think that too up until like very yeah. late, and I because yeah. I kind of forgot about it as well. Yeah, uh, were you? Um, so the big the big reveal at the very end in the last the whole last episode is. Just, is all about him. He's one and he's alive, and then it's just him being a miserable shit because he feels guilty about all the people who died and stuff. And then, but the he meets the old man. Then old man, yeah, it turns out he's still alive and all that kind of shit. And uh, were you kind of disappointed, or were you like, oh, okay, I suppose that just the the whole point of it was that the old man was really rich and he was bored, and that's why he did it. Yeah, I thought that was like a nonsense reason and I thought there would be something more to it. I, I like, thought, That's why know, I thought he was looking for somebody to replace him. But Yeah, I thought, because it's like he targeted the main guy from the beginning, you know? I figured that was the deal. Like, and, like I, I think they're probably going to go that route for season two, like to yeah. retroactively change it. What yeah. I did like about it overall, the whole series, is it just, it gave me real like 60s, 70s, yeah sci-fi movie vibes like logan's run kind of vibes that kind of that kind of level of um yeah yeah it had that feel to it it's kind of hard to describe that's what i enjoyed the most out of it i think i like the what's it called the, the prisoner is what i was thinking of the yeah yeah and it's it's heavily influenced by a lot of those stuff um but yeah i mean i enjoyed it i i don't i won't be rushing to watch a, a second season uh, I know a lot of people are crazy for it, so we probably like. I think I feel like we probably offended people because they really liked it. But it's not that I didn't even like the show. It's just like I. It's just a a collection of loads of shit I've already seen. So there wasn't really much to be had, and it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like it was a satire of them or anything. It was just like just like taking the best bits of like the Saw movies and even stuff like Hostel. Yeah. It reminded me very much of like that Eli Roth film Hostel and then like Hunger Games and a bunch of like YA novels thrown in yeah. there and Battle Royale different Japanese manga and stuff it was just like it was just a bunch of them shoved together uh, but yeah I guess we don't survive it no I flipped the coin we died uh, normally we'd find a way but yeah I know that's what I'm saying because yeah, I, I just flipped said. the coin we died yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which makes perfect sense for this but uh We'll still, we'll still find a way to come back to life. And until then, have a nice apocalypse.